0: Chapter 9 The Animal Realm When I woke up, the black cat with the chipped front tooth was beside my head. Little Tail was off somewhere around here, it said. The black cat's eyes offered me a slow blink, but what was it getting at now? It asked, How? He pressed his whiskers against my hand and came to curl up beside my chest. Now a gentle purr rattled through him while I closed my eyes to rest. A moment later, Littletail ran over. He jumped on top of Broken Tooth in a playful attack. The bigger cat was tired like me, and so he opened his fangs and retracted them back. Littletail could have been a runt, or he was just a small kitten. Broken Tooth's spicy reply spoke without words, but still the kitten named Littletail wouldn't quite listen. Littletail jumped on him again when Broken Tooth tossed him aside to the ground. Broken Tooth started biting at the little guy when he pinned him upside down, but neither of these cats made a sound. For a moment their eyes met, then they both leapt free and dashed off together. I suppose even in the animal realm, creatures have to deal with their big and little brothers. But who was I? Certainly these two wouldn't see a large human as a feline brother," said Littletail. Oh goodness, have you mistaken me as your mother? My awareness expanded into this animal realm, and here I noticed things I had yet to see before. Were these animals more instinctual than people? Surely we had the same spiritual source radiating from our cores. Whether these animals were playful, curious, or hunters, they all seemed to carry a blueprint that guided their individual life. I looked into their eyes, and both Broken Tooth and Littletail carried unique maps of intelligence that I recognized as archetypes. Although this was the animal realm, their behavior was guided by primordial images. The more I sat still to observe these animals, The more their instinctual patterns of behavior emerged while I watched as a witness to these mammals. These archetypes provided a foundation to their behavior, and this essential intelligence signaled when to attack and when to wait still with calmness. Now what was this deep level of the psyche that all animals were grounded into? (coughs) Said Broken Tooth. Aha, you are right. It's the collective unconscious. To test my theory, I stood up and began to walk away. Within moments, both Broken Tooth and Littletail were curious where I was off to and waddled my way. Like baby ducklings following their mother, their actions, tails, and behavior revealed what their brains were thinking. Their instinct was wired within them, and so I realized this phenomena was called imprinting. Surely these cats learned through experience but their internal awareness recognized me as a caretaker. One minute they were goofy and curious, the next minute they would leap at bugs and squirrels to become fierce hunters. And if Littletail got bored, he'd instigate play while Broken Tooth would whine before he wrestled with the youngster. Maybe they were directly related, but surely they had adopted the roles of annoying big and little brothers. Together they were not out to hurt each other, But something with their inner nature recognized this relationship as family or friends, and these flashes of awareness appeared as if they were looking through a type of lens. These archetypes were not only specific to the animal realm, but it was constant and universal in all of us. There are patterns in our unconscious that our mental, emotional, and physical layers seem to rely on and trust. It appears like a sort of ancient conditioning and I began to wonder if these patterns of behavior were like an embedded code. Was this inherent wisdom hidden within the spiritual soul? And did this provide insight as to how the layers of our form could survive and grow? Now these realms of existence made me curious. Yes, I was curious like a cat. And so I dropped my hands and knees as if I too was going to attack. Both of the cat's tails rose up. The hair stood up from their back, then I smiled and blinked at them. Now they were ever playful and much more relaxed. Yes, we could speak without words. And I realized these states called Hell, Hungry Ghosts, Animal, Human, Jealous Idol, and God were happening all the time. And so I wondered if these were not physical places, but rather something like states of the mind. Of course, I was a human man. But out here I became one with the animals. This was connected into my nature, since I too was a living, breathing mammal. And since the animal realm depended on a blueprint of the unconscious, I was aware that there was a difference between humans and the lower forms of life, which was the ability to become awake and conscious. What I mean to say is, could these cats transcend their catness to realize their true spiritual nature? When humans ask the question, who am I, we go inward through contemplation and reflection to realize our connection to the creator. And what can these archetypes show us? How can these six states teach us about the patterns of our ancestors? Can these animals transcend the patterns of unconscious thinking? And is it possible for creatures to realize the nature of our spiritual center? Both cats stopped and now our unconscious patterns felt an abrupt change. They noticed a snake appear in our path when our mode of thinking was rearranged. The serpent hissed, but it peered off beside us when I noticed the snake caught sight of a pig. The pig was behind the cats and I, off to our right, but then I heard the sound of a breaking twig. A rooster was to our left, and that's where the pig's interest had been. The snake The pig and the rooster were in a circle around the cats and I while all of us were trapped in our animal skins. Everything that happened appeared as some kind of symbolic sign. There must be meaning to every occurrence that ever happens, but I'm not sure the animals could comprehend the human awareness that wandered within my mind. The pig was the epitome of unawareness or ignorance, as a curious scent likely led its nose right here. Without looking right or left, the pig sniffed on, with its discrimination, unaware of the danger that was ever near. This snake was the archetype of aggression, and so it was closing in on the pig, ready to bite its tail. Driven by some sense of hatred or aversion, there was no way this snake could consume the pig, but still it stayed right on its trail. The rooster was following the snake and this symbolized attachment and desire. This rooster tried to get hold of the snake's tail, and so the cats and I observed to see what would transpire. Now the pig was onto the rooster, and so it sniffed out its tracks. Together these three animals represented the three poisons that bind us to the wheel of suffering, and so this appeared to be quite the trap. The cats and I walked free from the three poisons, but as I watched this cycle of suffering, I became very curious, and so I noticed how few animals ever laugh or smile. Rather, all these animals are quite serious. This seriousness had a purpose based on survival, which was a direct connection to relating to the present situation. This sense of survival was the pinnacle of their unconscious bias, which guided a life or death evaluation. This seriousness did not necessarily mean the absence of humor, and I even suppose humor could appear as serious or brave, but their animal instincts demanded how each creature must simply behave. The animal realm had the quality of looking directly ahead, and though this had intelligence, there were aspects of the behavior that were ignorant as well. They were not so inquisitive as to their spiritual nature. But rather they were driven by the instincts relating to the sight, sound, touch, taste, and smell. Although the animals may appear to be deaf and dumb, they were completely absorbed in the present moment. This made me wonder about the god realm, and so I was curious if this was a god-like component. The ignorance of the animal realm is not stupid at all. It is extremely clever, but it is still ignorant because animals seem to only move forward with little preference. It does not matter whether the pig eats beautiful, fantastic, expensive sweets, or whether the pig eats garbage and shit. Somehow the criteria for being a pig is not based on what the pig eats, but it is based on its style and the process of how the pig is eating it, examining the pig, the rooster, and the snake. There seemed to be a crescendo of becoming more and more trapped. Although the animals had intelligent archetypes of behavior, they couldn't quite zoom out into a panoramic awareness to examine a broader scope or map. They were completely involved with situations constantly, at all times throughout daily life. They were not able to step back to look at their own self, and I wondered if this level or ignorance could identify mistakes as being wrong or right. Such a narrow vision makes animals very stubborn, not clumsy or stupid, but this is a way of defending oneself and maintaining their life, and so the animal realm is where their nature is rooted. I began to understand how the animal realm was above the realm of hell and hungry ghosts, but these aspects were connected to identifying with being a consumer, day after day. The cycle of this entrapment continues on, so the hell, hungry ghost, and animal realm has little, if any, connection to humor. It was a very serious game to be played, and there is no way of being willing to surrender, willing to open, or willingness to give. Above all, it was a very primal instinct that was determined to survive and live. Whatever can be said about the animal realm, We must honor their primal nature to live in the now. Above all, I honored the godlike attributes within the animal species because unlike humans or celebrities, these creatures lived in union with the ways of nature, which is known as the Tao.